Are you there, yeah. Sue and Anthony? We, yeah. We are here. Oh, well, I'm here. Yeah, I'm awesome. here. Good night, everyone. <laughs> Good night. Ah, oh, thank mm-hmm. you, and blessings to you both. And um, really excited, really happy to have you on the show. Sue, you've been on the show yeah. before. Anthony, mm-hmm. you're new to the show, and we welcome you. Um, got yes. lots of questions for both of you, but before we go there, um, can we have you just share a little bit about your background? Um, who wants to go first? Um, Anthony. Anthony. Go on, yeah. Yeah. Anthony. Yeah. Please share. I noticed. Yeah, that's no problem. So I noticed the toss of the coin, so I didn't have much choice. Okay, my name is Anthony Williams. I'm a big guitarist um, for Rhythm Chant, amongst other things. Um, my background really is um, that um, stems from gospel, um, which is how I started playing the guitar. Um, that said, um, I've done other things as well um, in my short sort of career in the performance world. Um, but my main influence, obviously, um, playing the guitar is probably jazz, gospel, blues. Um, but I am into other sorts of genre of music as well. And um, yeah, so it really stems from there, really. Um, the guitar is my main instrument. Um, and I've had the opportunity to work with um, other artists as well, um, which has obviously propelled me to where I am now. Um, working with Sue and with other sort of performance poets as well and that was only through Sue as well because obviously it was something that I didn't think well not that I didn't have any trust or faith in it but it was something that I always thought someone else did and obviously performing with music it's different to like writing a song with a, a singer so yeah, so that's kind of where I'm at at the moment. But yeah, it's an interesting genre of music. Awesome. Thank you, Anthony. Um, and that's right. awesome. Um, so, Sue, do you want to just um, share with us a bit about your background? And then I will share my questions with you both. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Okay. Well, um, for a good number of years, I've been um, writing poetry. Um, I started in my 30s, I think, wrote my first poem in my 30s. Um, I, previous to that, I don't think I ever had any connection with poetry in terms of seeing myself as a poet. Um, but I did listen to poet, poetry, especially performance poetry or dub poetry in particular. Sorry, Sue, you're a little bit low. I don't know. A little if bit low? Yeah. I don't know. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Yeah, that's so much no? better. Yeah. That's so yeah. better. Yeah. Yeah. So um so when I first started um writing poems that like I said I was in my thirties. Um previous to that, the interest I had were listening to other poets such as the dub poetry of Jamaica from Jamaica, dub poets like Muta Baruch and Linton Kwesi Johnson. Also, um, Jean Binterbree, those are the poets that I heard and really felt like I connected to, but never thought that I would write. You know, it was only like I said, much, much later on in my life. Um, after writing my first few poems, I shared the poems with um, a friend, Pauline Bailey, who has been on your program. 
and um, she introduced me to Martin Glynn, a writer. And um, and things just moved on from there. You know, he invited me to take part in a, my very first performance poetry event. And um, not long after that, I met Anthony. I'm sure Anthony's going to tell you about how we all met as well, but that's how we met. And then we got together, um, you know, musically, and we were writing and, and performing as 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 rhythm chant, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, and in between that, I am also the head of a writers group here in Birmingham called Writers Without Borders. I've been its head since 2008, and it was um, the group started in 2001. So the writers are from all over the world, since Writers Without Borders, and I've been taking part in various various poetry and uh, performance poetry events which included music as well so music has a great part of whatever i am doing yeah yeah awesome mm-hmm. and you know as you just said you know anthony's gonna explain how um this amazing um formation that you've got together rhythm chant how you came mm-hmm. together um mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. over to you anthony yeah Okay, so how how we came together, um, <laughs> right? So, um, like I said, I was um, studying in Birmingham <clears throat> um, back in '95, uh, somewhere around there, and I was actually doing a placement at the, the Mac in Birmingham, where it's it's an art centre, um, it's had a theatre, um, a cinema, um, it's had exhibition arts. Um, arena and um i remember seeing um these uh, there was resident artists and there was also visiting artists and i remember seeing um these artistic people wandering around the theater and i thought oh they look interesting mm-hmm. let me see if i can get an interview so i was introduced to pauline bailey as as um sue's already mentioned and and martin glynn and at the time they had um shamaria arts and they were doing a performance at the end of the week so i thought this would be great research for my my dissertation so um i i, I sort of went around with my my notepad and my my tape recorder, um, as we did in, back in the day, you know, cassettes and all that, you know, nothing like digital like what we have today. So I was, they were so accommodating and they said, just hang out with us, you know, you can come and talk to you, the, the cast and whatever. So I managed to speak to everyone apart from this one person. And it, it, it was getting towards the end of the week and I thought, I really need to speak to this one person and this one person was soon. And um, I got a real complex because I, I knew she was avoiding me, and I thought, you know, this isn't right. This isn't right. So I, I, I did actually follow Sue one day. I, I actually followed her. And she, I remember she, she went downstairs, and I thought, I've got her now because it was a one way with the corridor. She couldn't get out. <laughs> It was almost like that scene out of The Shining, you know, the corridor. That... <laughs> so, um, I, I said, excuse me, excuse me, uh, um, can I, hi, uh, can I do an interview with you? That was it. And she was trapped, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so, <laughs> the, 
the one thing I did do was um, when I got the tape recorder out, she, I mean, that was it. I think she just froze. But um, <laughs> no, we, we managed to do it. We got, we got the interview. Well, I got the interview, recorded it, still have the evidence. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and so we, we did say that we were going we're to try and use that, um, as in, in, incorporate that in the, in, the, um, in the album at some point. Which I think is quite nostalgic and original. So, yeah. So that's how that's how we met as that's as people, but met. not necessarily, yeah, mm-hmm. but not necessarily as a as a as a group as as a, um, as rhythm chant. I think it was a was it a year later or something too, or yeah, something. I can't remember. It was, yeah, it was within the year. Martin Martin Glid had an event on at um, Waterstones. Waterstones, that's, that's right, it. yeah. There was a number of musicians and, and poets and stuff, and he asked us both to take part. But Martin had said, you know, I think the both of you should do something together. I think that's how we actually got to do our first work, got together. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I got a yeah. phone call from you, and uh, mm-hmm. if you invited me over, and yeah. I, I wasn't sure. I thought, how is this going to work? I'm a musician, I'm a guitarist, <laughs> yeah. and you're a poet, you know. Yeah, Who's yeah. going to want to listen to this, you know? Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, it was, it, was, it, it was worked. Really yeah. 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 I was so shy. Oh, my God. I was so shy. Well, I'm glad you said that. I mean, <laughs> I so well, it, you know, the thing is, you're a performer, but then you're shy, and it's almost like, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm shy, but I think you have to, well, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, you have to put yourself into that mode mm. of well, this is this is my personal life, and this mm. is the, you know my mm. performance mm. sort of um, persona. Mm. So, yeah, it worked. And it worked, and it's still working. It's yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you for pursuing me. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. That's awesome. And rhythm chant was born. So, um, who's going to take that on? How did you get that name? And you know, what what was the process of you know? Um, calling yourself yeah. the rhythm chant. Yeah, I think when we first met um, together to kind of look at a performance um, set or what we were going to do at this event um, at the mm-hmm. Anthony, I read a poem to Anthony so he could hear my poem, and then he read. Then no, no, Anthony, you played you played something that you had written yourself, and. As I heard the chords, as I was hearing it, I, I, I thought, my gosh, I have a poem that would actually fit with this beautifully. And it was um, Some of the Day, the poem was called. Some of the Day, yeah. Yeah, that was yeah. the first one, Some of the Day. Yeah. And I was just amazed at how it was almost as though Anthony had written this rhythm piece for the poem. And somewhere, I don't know how long after that, in conversation, we it just came the rhythm, Anthony coming with the rhythm and my voice, the chant. And then that's how the name came, Rhythm Chant. Mm-hmm. Mm, I, I can nice. tell you now, um, that that piece that I was playing, I actually know the year I, I, I wrote that. Right. Um, it, it was um, somewhere around like where Band-Aid or Live Aid or something. Wow. Because um, I remember I, I had my, my, my second flat mm. and um, I was messing about and I thought, oh, this is nice. You know, this 
piece, you know, and it's one of those things as musicians, you, you, you keep playing a riff over and over again, and it probably doesn't go anywhere with no intention of it expanding into a, a full piece. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I used to just use that piece to warm up with, which is why when you play something, I played that, because mm-hmm. it was kind of the thing that I, I knew I had to play at the time. So that's how long between 1984-85 or whatever it was mm-hmm. up to 1995 oh, when I met you or something like that. So that's how long I had that tune. And when you heard me play that, you said, oh, what's that? I said, well, that's just something, you know, just messing about with. <laughs> and you kept saying, play it again, play it again. And I said, it's not even, you know, it's just about three chords with a bit of melody line in there. Um, and then you, when you started to say your piece, mm-hmm. and I thought, oh, I can see where it, it, it started mm-hmm. to come together. So we, we just developed it from there. So I think, yeah. um, in, in, I mean, in terms of the name, um, obviously I'm playing the rhythm, so you're chanting the, the lyrics. So in answer to the question, that's how it, it, um, it came mm-hmm. together. And also we needed a name because we're performing, we, we couldn't yeah. just say it's Stuart yeah. Anthony. It's, yeah. So it's yeah. not really a, you know, so Rhythm Child stuck. Um, yeah. yeah. So that's how we came together. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, um, and we are going to hear a little bit, we're going to hear in a little bit of time, we are going to mm-hmm. hear the selection of songs from Rhythm Chant, which is Sue Brown and um, Anthony Williams. But, um, what I'd also like to ask um, is just for you, um, Sue, as a poet, mm-hmm. and obviously, mm-hmm. um, as um, Anthony was saying there about, you know, gosh, you know, I've got, I'm playing music, how am I going to marry this up with, you know, poetry? And mm-hmm. do you feel that, you know, writing poems is very similar to, you know, do you, do you get that melody or sound in your, in your head to kind of, because you said you could tell that that um, poem mm-hmm. you'd written would work really well with what um, Anthony was doing. So can you talk to us a little bit about that? Okay, so before, just before I met Anthony, I mean, it might have been a year before my first performance, a year after my first performance, I think. It was around about the same time. And um, again, Martin Glynn. And um, I, I'd written my first poems and I shared them with Pauline and Pauline said, you know, you should let Martin hear them. And I didn't know Martin at that time. And I was, I was to say the least intimidated because I'm like, my God, this is Martin Glynn or who's now Dr. Martin Glynn. Um, and I, I, was, I just couldn't bring myself to share the, the poems with him. So I, I, um, I thought I would um, record the poems on a tape cassette and send it to him, hand it to him that way. Because I didn't really want him to hear my voice, you know. I mean, I didn't feel like I, w- I wanted him to read the poem. Um, so then I recorded it, and then I thought, I don't even have a poetic voice. And then I thought, oh, well, if I read the poem again with some music in the background, that might lift it, that might give it something. That that was the first time I ever did anything like that. And it was a Miles Davis track that I, I used. And um, Martin gave it to Martin. Martin heard it, and he was well impressed. Um, and he said, I still would like to see the written, <laughs> the written form. And then a um, couple of days later, he invited, he, he called me and said, um, the Birmingham Literature uh, Book Festival was taking place a few months later. 
and he'd like he'd like me to um, take part and it was going to be my first ever performance you know um, um, so again I was so nervous and everything and I took part in it and I did have some music I played some music as well with at that time I only had six five or six points to my name and about three of them I used some music as a backing um, yeah so when I heard when I met with Anthony now I um, in my head there is a rhythm I realized in my voice and the way I read on the, re- the way I present my work there is a style there is a rhythm to it so it's not intentional it's just the way it is just the way i am um yeah i think and that and so i don't necessarily write and think of a rhythm if a melody comes and that's only happened a few times then i won't say it's a poem i would say it's a song yeah because the melody came with the words. That, that's rare. That happens about maybe five times or something. So if, if I'm writing it, then the melody comes at the same time, then I think, oh, this is a song. But generally, the way I write, I think there is a, a flow to it that um, I can hear. I can hear the rhythm there. And I'm quite influenced by jazz and reggae. Although reggae, it doesn't come out as much in the way I, I, it does. I think the influence of jazz, I think, comes out more. But reggae is always there. They're my two favorite genres, I think. Awesome. So that's how music is, comes around the poetry. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. that's awesome. Um, and I, I hear you on that term. And obviously now that is, uh, you know, that is such a, a, a style for, for both of you to, to kind of work together and, you know, create these beautiful um, songs. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. What I want to do is just start by bringing in, I'll ask you a little bit about summertime before we play for the listeners. Um, mm-hmm. Tell me, you know, I want your take and I also want Anthony's take on summertime, how it was created and, you know, what's what's the um, what's the meaning behind it? Okay. Yeah, go on. So, um, I, I, <laughs> yes, go on. I mean, I, well, summertime kind of became our signature tune um, <laughs> when we first started. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it just, it just says it all. Um, it was written. It, it was written when you know the sun. It was a, a beautiful day. It was uh, you know, it was one of those oh. tracks. When I heard it, I thought, wow, this is. This is one of those tracks that will be played, you know, like throughout the year or, you know, at a certain time. Um, and when, when I when I first heard it, um, I thought this can work. And it was a very simple melody in terms of the chords I was using and the arrangement. And the one thing that I had to be very, very careful of here and um, is when you're writing with with Sue or with any poet, the words have to be prominent. And no matter how good you you're a player, <laughs> no matter how you know if the you know if the music is there, whatever, you just have to pull it back a bit because the main thing is no Sue is just admitted she's not a singer as such. You know she wouldn't put herself as a, a vocalist. So you have to give give the person who's who's doing the poem that that platform to say look i'm speaking the words i'm not singing it 
even though there are melodies when we use the backing vocals. Mm. Um, so I had to be very careful of that. And the one thing as well, what I tried to do is keep it nice and simple because we, you know we're working with percussionists as well you know um, Asher Barnes who worked with us for so many years is a brilliant percussionist you know is very technical in terms of um, of what he plays um, then you've got me with my, my guitar and the chords and you might have a bass player and now we've incorporated maybe a keyboard player mm -hmm. maybe backing vocals so you're layering all those things wow. on top yeah. But the main person, which is Sue's vocal, has to come through. And I think I remember when um, we, we did that track, there was a particular part in there where um, you have like a middle eight. It's like an eight bar where you got either have a solo or something. And I said, Sue, why don't you just... Um, <laughs> Why don't you just la-di-da la this bit? She says, what? <laughs> oh, my I'm a, I'm a poet, I, I say words, but, uh, you know, and, you know, people will be looking that up in the dictionary, you know, but no, what, she, what I said, no, look, listen, imagine, it's a summer song, you know, you're outside or maybe driving along with the, the rooftop down, you know, and you might have a drink in your hand, and just lay back, and you're thinking, da-da-da, da-da-da-da, you know, like when you lie the a song or a tune, you probably don't know all the words. So I thought, this won't work. I said, just try it. At least just try it. So we went to the studio and she said, what do I say? What do I say? I said, just, 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 just say, da -da. this the melody, because the melody is already there. So just la di da to the melody. And she did it and it worked. And just it took a lot of convincing, um, Imani. Trust me, it took a lot of convincing. But we did it, you know, so is that is that is that pretty much close to it? Yeah, 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 it was my first yeah. time in studio. Oh my yeah. god. Singing as well. As yeah. You know, so I spoken word, yeah, I can do that. But now you want me to oh sing or to hum, oh gosh, it was just ridiculous the way I was, but it was what it was at that time. So I felt I felt I'd insulted you when I asked you. <laughs> no. I got to. Well, I can just imagine you on the veranda, maybe mm -hmm. in a rocking yeah. chair, oh. and the music going on in the background, and you just and the summertime song is just yeah. playing, and you just you know well, singing it or you know yeah. humming it, mm -hmm. you know, and it's catchy as well, which is yeah. again, it's commercial. I think it's a commercial track, yeah. um, commercial enough to for people to want to keep playing it, mm -hmm. you know, like. You know, like Will Smith's Summertime, you know, every, every you know when summer's around when that song's playing. Yeah, yeah. You know, people women it out in the car or whatever, all the eyes of brothers, I think, mm. you know. Mm. Um, but yeah. But yeah, yeah, it worked. It worked. So Sue, mm. what's your take out of the la di dars <laughs> Okay, so for that one, at that time, oh, did I struggle? Did I struggle and I, I just wasn't convinced that because in my head, I, I, as Anthony says, I don't see myself as a vocalist or singer. And we're in the studio. Now, how am I going to reach those notes? Or how am I going to... So that's, that's what I was thinking, you know? And, um, but hearing it back, it was, it, was, it was okay, you know? Especially for my first time, it was okay. And we had backing tracks on, on that, backing harmonies. Um, yeah. it, is a nine, it is a nice piece. It's a nice piece. So I think the... Um, it is... I, I'm not, 
the track that we're going to play, um, is this the new version or the original? Uh, this is the new version, the, the oh, one that was, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is the new version. So this is the one that, you know, so we are compiling, putting our album together. So this is almost like a, a taste, really. You can hear it on here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So with that said, we are going to play I'm Gonna Drop Summertime by, mm -hmm. I don't, actually, can you, one of you um, announce it and I will play. Okay, so this is um, Summertime by Ribbon Show. Anthony, don't you think it sounds, 
Yeah, there's vibe. Well, she's got yeah. that. She's got that um, vibe in the, in the voice. Yeah. Uh, okay, so maybe I need to just. Um, <laughs> okay, so here, here's the truth now, right? Sue is actually on there, okay? But we do have um, backing vocals, um, courtesy of uh, our friend Jackie Walters, who's mm-hmm. a brilliant singer. And, and then we've got the keyboards, courtesy of Tony Young Beats on there. And the whole production and everything arrangement was by Webley Records, who he's done such a fantastic job combining all those sort of sounds and hearing, bring, bringing some really quality out in, in the production. So, but Sue is on there, but she, you know, Sue obviously wanted to make sure that the, the, the vocals had a, you know, a, a sort of decent um, flair to it. Mm-hmm. So, but mm-hmm. Sue is on there. Trust me, mm-hmm. she's on there. But yeah. So, so the credit goes to, yeah. 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 So obviously it's my voice, you know, reciting the poem summertime, but the harmony we've got. Yeah. Backing me with that as well. Yeah. 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 And and I think in all fairness, when we do it live, um, there's no hiding behind anything. (laughs) I know. (laughs) You know, it's one of those things. We are originally a live live outfit, Mm so does la di da yeah. Um, alive. And, and I, I, I chip in as well, um, which is nice as well. Yeah. So, um, so she yeah. that on her own. And you know, I'm just thinking as well. What is really nice about I think almost all the pieces that we've done, we can do them acoustically as well, just guitar and just voice, and that is that, something to behold as well. Yeah. I like that. I really really love that that intimacy there yeah um, you can break it down yeah and, and like you said do quite rightly because um you know the guitar that i write on it's it's on, on the wall here and i've written mm. on that guitar since goodness knows how long and what the one thing that um sue always says um i'll give you a bit of a story so uh, i will come up with a um a piece of music and i'll go in the studio I'll arrange it, I'll work with, um, say, Donovan or whatever, you know, whoever um, is working with me. We'll get all the string arrangements, we'll get the keyboard, we'll get the backing vocals, and I'll play it to Sue. And Sue, Sue will go, hmm, Anthony, it's very nice. And, I'll just, <laughs> and, and, I'll, and I'm thinking, hey, here we go, here we go. But, and she goes, but I can't hear your guitar. And I'm thinking, okay, so see, uh, so the reason why I, I, I correct me if I'm wrong, Sue, but Sue always needs to hear my guitar mm-hmm. because it's it's kind of like the, one of the pinnacle parts of yeah. of what we do. Mm-hmm. And so if you strip away all the production, all the strings, blah blah blah, you know, whatever, it's just left with me and Sue. And mm-hmm. we can, like Sue quite rightly says, we can take this outfit out and do it mm-hmm. acoustically do it yeah. the raw, break yeah. it right down, yeah. and it will sound just as good. Yeah. So I think that's the beauty of what we do is that, you know, yeah, the production is great and we love it, but we could literally just go in a car park and perform the yeah. same track. Mm-hmm. And that that would be it. And we'd say, that's rhythm chant. That's rhythm chant. Um, that's yeah. rhythm chant. And the acoustic sound, I... Can you hear me? Can you hear me well? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 The acoustic sound I love, and 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 as 
Anthony had mentioned, you know, working with Asher. So we'd work, so we have guitar and we'll have percussion. And, and for me, oh, we'll have the double bass as well. And that is just, that just is like, and then my voice, that is the sound to behold also. One of our last performances, I thought, well, that's what it was. It was so that's lovely. Right, yeah. I love that. Yeah. I love that. I love working that kind of, um, that kind of setup. Yeah. That's that right. Summertime. That's summertime. And mm. here in the poem, summertime, my gosh, we could just do it. Well, I could definitely do with this summertime right now. You know? <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, it has a nice feel to it, a summertime breeze. Mm. Mm. So, I, I don't know if it was that track that we um, recorded in Birmingham, Sue, where um, you had your um, studio fright. Yeah, it um, was. Yeah, it was. Um, and unfortunately, I saw another side of Sue. So, <laughs> um, so as, as, a, as the story goes, in some studios, you have like the control room and you have the, 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 the booth, the, 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 the um, vocal booth. So I, I'd, I'd already done the music. So basically, with myself uh, and Asha and uh, an engineer called Daniel. Yeah. So Sue, I said, Sue, okay. So you ready to do your takes? I said, Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, confident as she is with a notepad and she goes into, <laughs> into, into the into the booth. <laughs> oh, we start to run the track, and I couldn't hear anything. And Sue started to say something and it wasn't right and I said guys just stop the tape for a bit so I, I thought I, I need to go and have a chat with Sue about this <laughs> but I, walk, I walked in and I said Sue what are you playing at what's going on and she was like scowling in the corner just sitting there because, <laughs> yeah. and I said are you okay you know what I mean because um, it was obviously being isolated from the rest of the of, of us and being alone with just a, a headphones and a microphone it can it, yeah it can be quite daunting and you know appreciate that so i had to sort of coax her out of a stage right or studio right it wasn't a bad thing we, you know we, we made fun of it and we always tell that story it's just mm -hmm. it's just nice to see where sue is now you know you know, know, BBC presenter, <laughs> and I'm sitting, I sit there and watch that, and I'm thinking, yeah, I remember you from the studio. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, but it was, yeah. it was good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's always like that, isn't it? When you when you're doing something new, when you you can do the same thing that you've always done, but if you shift something, it can actually yeah. change yeah. your. Yeah. You know your yeah. your confidence in it. So because you've been doing, <laughs> you know, you've been doing your poetry, but. Here you are in yeah. another setting. What was in going through your setting. mind? What happened? You know, do, do you know, or it did was you just, just go numb? No, it was just it was just the first time in the studio, and then I'm in the booth, and I look out, and I see the engineer, I see a couple of musicians, and it's like, oh my god! And and it was that's what it was, you know. But um, as Anthony said, he came into that booth with me and said, "Come on, Sue, you know, <laughs> you can do this. This is what you can do." So anyway. It was recorded and it was, it was, it, that's not the recording that you hear this one. It was the one previous. So, yeah. And we got there in the end. So, yes. Really. And we give thanks for that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And it's good yeah. when you've got that support, that person who understands. Oh, you yeah. Know, yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 And know, knows you can do it. And, you know, mm -hmm. and 
Yeah. So awesome. I'm so glad and I really enjoy that track and it's, it's really lovely, melodious and it does make you think of the summertime, which we're not going to have summertime. again until next year. So. I know, I know. Yeah. Well, thank you for bringing that bit of summer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, Wanted to Be, talk to us about Wanted to Be. Oh, <laughs> that was our, ah, uh, that was, a, that was again, one of those ones where I sat, I said, okay, I have a poem called Wanted to Be, and I read it, read it to Anthony, and he said, mm-hmm. okay, he just sat and listened, mm-hmm. and then he just said, um, read the poem again, and then he, the magic happened, he just reached for the guitar, and as I started, he just came with the chords straight away. And then um, I think it's, we come to the second verse, mm-hmm. and I started to hum. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we kept that in, and that that was it was so simple, and it just came so beautifully. Oh, it was haunting. Yeah, and haunting. we didn't change anything. It just no. Didn't. It was the first take and it worked and we have worked with that we have performed that piece so many times and again as an acoustic piece or accompanying with other musicians it is it's such a beautiful piece it is a haunting piece but oh my mm-hmm. god wanted to be yeah. yes oh, definitely yeah um yeah, go ahead, so when, mm. when when sue obviously just said played me that track um, I really didn't know how I was going to approach this because she, she could have just said it and it would have just had the same weight as, um, as as just reading it. But then I thought, okay, it sounds... Uh, so just going back a little bit, when Sue came with, to the, uh, with the idea that she wanted to um, incorporate jazz and, and reggae, and I thought, hmm, how's that going to work? And, and, you know, but you know what? This is the probably the only one that we've done that actually has a jazz reggae mm-hmm. feel to it. Mm-hmm. It could go because I'm using, I'm sort of using jazz blues chords, and I'm using what's called the twelve bar blues arrangement anyway. And then you can incorporate a little bit of the mm-hmm. that kind of. You can either you can do it that way. It can go that way, but. The way I do it is more jazz bluesy. Mm-hmm. So, um, and because um, we, we put that, it's like a lament that the humming, it's like yeah. um, it's like a, a, a moaning type of, yeah. I can just imagine a bunch of people just yeah. singing that choir. And it's had that kind of gospel feel to it as well, yeah. which is what I like. Um, but the way my approach was to keep it simple. Um, because um, when I was um, working with um, Donovan from Webby Records, it, it, we, we tried to let the, the track breathe. It's an expression we use about creating space. Mm-hmm. So um, my guitar is still there, the bass is still there, but Sue's vocals and the vocals anyway, we've got several backing vocals on there. Uh, when it comes into the, the chorus bit, the, 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 I'm sure everyone will be humming that by the time you know yeah. we, we perform it because it's what it makes you want to do that. And 
the lyrics, it's, it's the, the very heavy lyrics when you listen to it about, for me, the, the interpretation is about, you know, none of us were asked to be here on this earth, but we're here. And then sometimes we get, people are um, getting themselves into certain situations that they never expected to be in. And so the, the poem actually says, never wanted to be this, never wanted to be that never wanted to get my you know what I mean so Mm -hmm. it's almost like a struggle um but there's an explanation that no matter what situation you get yourself in you can turn it around um and every time I listen to it I hear something different I was listening to it this morning I you know just it's just hear something different so in terms of the music keeping it simple um I use the very sort of bluesy kind of um arrangement um, which you know you can play, you can go the world, and everyone will know. Um, most musicians will know how to play the blues, you know, of some sort, and you can put most um, kind of um, licks to it as well. So mm-hmm. I enjoy I enjoy playing that. And like Sue said, acoustically it works every time, you know, every time um, with a full band works just as yeah. good. Yeah. Um, which is what we like about it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so with that mm. said, thank you for that, Anthony, breaking down all the, you know, the musical side of it. Love, you know, yeah. hearing that yeah. and um, mm-hmm. how Sue, you know, kind of, um, you know, brought that and it, it sort of stands, it stands by itself, as you say, <laughs> but, you know, together, mm-hmm. you know, you just bring out um, a whole different vibe. So yeah. we mm-hmm. are going to... Um, play for the people wanted to be. Okay. Never wanted to be no sellout. Never wanted to be no. Wanted to be in Zion. Only wanted to be in Zion. Never wanted to be in slavery. Never wanted to be in captivity. Only wanted to be by judge. Only wanted to be by Never wanted to be so aggressive Only wanted to stand and be counted Only wanted to stand and be counted
I can hear you humming there, um, in my, you're trying <laughs> to get along. voice on music it's so you know it is so um amazing the way you both you know kind of blend and fuse together and mm-hmm. um yeah absolutely lovely yeah it works yeah, thank you works. thank you wow so oh yeah that's, you just took us on a nice a nice wonderful you know journey there so you know um what i want to ask is um, you know it's it's powerful the lyrics are empowering and how important is it to have you know empowering positive lyrics in today's world when you know 
a lot of other well, lyrics are going out there. And is, was that, you know, obviously an intention for both of you? Okay, so when I'm, <clears throat> when I'm writing, um, I'm writing about something that has um, touched me. So sometimes I'm writing because something has touched me in a particular way. And I want to um, reflect that. So then I will write. Then there are other times then I'm questioning things that are happening around me. So I'm thinking out loud and I'm writing them down at the same time. So then I may have a thought or an idea on something and it's milling around in my head. But then when I express it on the paper, it's almost like I can, re and I'm like, oh, is that what I'm thinking? Or is that what I think this is? So in one sense, when I first started writing, it was about a conversation with myself about things that were happening to me or my life or my, or, um, my community. So I remember I'd said to Martin, Martin Glynn, uh, I'd probably written again about maybe about 10 poems at that time. And I said to him, he said, oh, you know, your poems are mainly social commentary. And I said, I know, I just don't seem to, to write about anything else. They just seem to be social commentary. And he says, because that's, that's where you're at. That's what you're feeling. Those are your concerns. Those are, um, you know, those are the things that you want to explore in your head. So that's why they're, they're raw, they're there. And he said, you know, in time, you will write about other things. But at the moment, at the beginning, as a writer, these are the things that are high up in your chest. Where this is what you want to, to write about. And I wrote, I, I would say, gosh, for the first, I don't know, first year or so, majority of my writings are about social commentary. And they still are. I think they're the main core of what I write. But then, after a time, I started to write about um, other things. So, um, seasons, as in summertime. And there's a poem that I wrote about um, autumn, you know and different different things to do with the seasons i like writing about the seasons actually and nature okay. and then i start then yeah and then later on i started to write about other things and love mm -hmm. um started to write love poems as well and then again a few years later i'm now commissioned to write you know for someone or someone will say oh there is an event and i would like you to take part in the theme is this could you write or would you write so then that would take me out of my comfort zone and then i may have to write about things that not necessarily things that i would have written myself but that gave me the you know the urge to write other things so now yes i write lots and lots and lots of different things lots mm. of different things yeah so social commentary um things to do with the spirit spiritual um mm. spiritual vibe and nature I would say are the main core of the kind of writing that I tend to do or there I'm writing about things that I'm milling that's milling around in my head um, about the situation that I may uh, that I may be in or find myself in or how I see the world <coughs> yeah so that, 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 that that's where my writing um, is, is coming from so it's almost like journaling, journaling your thoughts. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, or mm. blending that with music. Yeah. yeah. Because wow. music has always been uh, <coughs> a, 
<coughs> major part of my upbringing. So, you know, as Anthony was saying that, you know, he was brought up um, in the church and the gospel. So my uh, gospel music. So my my upbringing. My dad was a musician. He played the baritone sax. He played the double bass. He played um, a flute, I think, as well. And so we always had music around the house, the jazz. But we also mm. had reggae. And my first poem, in fact, yeah, my, the first poem I ever wrote, what is was called, What is Reggae? What is Jazz? Um, I didn't even realise that. that yeah, I didn't even know it was a poem. I remember that one. Yeah, they were just my thoughts. I'd written mm. like, it was a jazz festival was on. And, um, you know, and I remember thinking at the time, I just whole love jazz. And literally was a piece of paper nearby and a pen and I wrote down oh, what is jazz and then I thought well boy, but I really love reggae so I went what is jazz and what is reggae and that was my first poem um, but again like I said I didn't realize it was a poem at that time. I just thought there was just thought and which is poetry I suppose but then the style or the way I wrote them you know then it's recognized as a poem and then um then I realized maybe after the fourth poem or something that I'd written within a period, a short period of time, that there was obviously a, a, a rhythm or a, um, a, a, yeah, a flow to it. I didn't hear it again. Credit goes to Martin Glynn <laughs> because he heard that. And in my second performance, he said to me, um, I know what it is that I like about you too in terms of the poem the poetry he said it's your voice it took me yeah. a year before i mm. actually heard my voice because on stage i would be reciting um the piece and i would just concentrate totally concentrate on remembering the piece and delivering the piece i never heard my own voice i just thought as long as i remember what i have to say that would be it um and then it was over a year and a half later, I was on, on stage performing and I heard myself. I was like, whoa, <laughs> I literally heard my voice. I never heard it before. And Martin had said, you know, you could read that sign on the door and it would sound poetic. This was a year and a half before, yeah. But it, yeah, so it was a year and a half later before I actually heard what he had, what, you know, what he had, what he was talking about. Um, oh. And by then, I, you and I, I think Anthony and I were working then, and with the combination of the guitar and the music, I think that gave me the confidence. And also, it was almost like um, a bridge for me to kind of lean on a little bit to say, okay, where I wasn't quite sure in terms of how I would say or pronounce my words. So, but because I knew there was a rhythm there, and I recognized it, it was something that I could attach my voice to. So although I'm not singing, and it does sound sometimes like I'm singing, I'm not singing. It's just the way I, I, I pronounce the word. And then the music, the melody fits around it really nice. And I think that's, 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 that's unique for us as rhythm chants. It just works mm. really well. Mm. Mm, definitely. So Anthony, you um, yeah. when yeah. when Sue's coming with a, a new poem, is there a thought of oh I wonder what, if it's you know what's your thoughts? Are you usually kind of um, feeling yeah I, I kind of know I kind of think it's going to be 
about this or I'm going to think it's going to be about that. You know, what's your thoughts? And obviously you um, providing the wonderful music there to complement mm -hmm. the, the poem. How does that all go yeah. for you? Well, after I've taken my head out of my hands, <laughs> and, you know, because what am I going to do with it? Um, I must, I, I must have the courage, and um, I, I, I kind of like look at the, the lyrics, and I, I try to get Sue's interpretations of what well, you know, what were you thinking, you know? Mm. And I, I sort of have a little side note um, that mm. I sort of um, like annotate. Um, you know what she, what she says. So, so my first thoughts is okay. What style are we going for? Yeah. Um, and you know, and sometimes Sue might have a little idea, and I'll take that on board. And then, um, you know, it, it's a case of trial and error. Sometimes, once we know what style we want, um, it, it, it kind of fits in after that because obviously. The main thing is um, we decide how much production we want on it. Um, the first thing is oh, we, we try and perform it just with myself and Sue. And if it mm -hmm. works yeah. with just myself and Sue, then we know there's a possibility that yeah, when Asher comes in with his percussions and mm -hmm. etc., it will just work. Mm -hmm. There are some. Um, I'll give you one example, um, Imani. There's a track that um, Sue probably forgot to mention again with, regarding season, season of love. Oh gosh, yeah. Remember that one? Okay. So oh. that that one was it's not it's a waltz. Yeah. Okay, so it's a one, two, three, one, two, yeah. three, one, two. So we're, we're still working well. We've yeah. performed that, but yeah. it's a very it's I will be honest with you, it's a difficult I'm finding it challenging. Um, because it's a waltz mm. and then it goes into another kind of um, time signature. In fact, I was working on that this week oh. um, because I might be oh. changing it. And I, I'm, 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 yes. So, so in, in answer to your question, there is a challenge. There is a challenge when when we when we, when we work on the track originally, and then what I probably will do is do a little bit of a remix on it, without taking away the the essence of how Sue wanted it in the original, you know, place. So, um, but this one, going back to Season of Love, it's a waltz. And it's very nice. It, it's it's beautiful. It works, but there's a little bit of a sticky moment in there, which um, you know I'm working through. But it's it's different to anything that we've ever done, and it's yeah. not really expected as well. So yeah. that's what I like. You know, I like to yeah. sort of work outside the box. Um, but it's beautiful. It's a lovely track. I like it. Um, yeah. So yeah. we we we're working on different sorts of styles as well. Um, yeah. I think. Um, one example of that as well is um, vibing our rhythms, yeah. um, sure, which yeah. we'll, we'll let yeah. later on. Yeah, totally yeah. different, to, mm -hmm. you know. So even though there, there is like like you're saying, Anthony, there is the waltz mm -hmm. and there is the jazz. The, yeah. The, the, even though it's a waltz, it's still a rhythm chant. <laughs> it's, it's so y yes. weird. It's, it's it's a waltz, but there's it's a, it has a rhythm chant signature to it. Yes, yeah. definitely. Because it is, it's a really, we, yeah. I tried to keep the guitar 
yeah, as you would like yeah. in, at the center, and everything yeah. else sort of dances around yeah, yeah, your vocals yeah, type of thing. Yeah, so, yeah. but it's a nice track, and mm-hmm. it's talked about the season. Mm-hmm. Um, season and yeah. I think there's a part in it when there's a key change in it, Imani, which is what I was talking about, and. Um, all I can imagine is, you know, in, in autumn where you get the leaves blowing and swirling mm-hmm. and making patterns and, mm-hmm. and nature's just taking yeah. its own form. That's exactly the thought I had with that mm-hmm. key change. Because mm-hmm. I think one of the lines is how in winter or how in yeah. summer, the, you know, yeah. the leaves or whatever. And so I thought, it's visualize the leaves swirling around in the wind and and, you know, as as it was today, you know, typical sort of autumn day. Um, but it was beautiful. Um, so you, you can, in fact, you know, if given what the climate we're in, and one of the things that we would like to do when we do eventually start performing again, or if we have to do it virtually, is have the visuals going on behind mm-hmm. the set. Mm-hmm. Because it would just fuse everything together, you know. You you would you would visualize what the words are, mm-hmm. are sort of saying as well. Mm-hmm. So that's an idea that we would probably like to incorporate yeah. Yeah. Um, in our live performance. Or yeah. like I said, if it's if it has to be virtual, then we'll, we'll have to find a way of doing that. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. Mm. Wow. So um, as Sue said, she writes you know, different forms. And now we've got, I want to ask about yeah. my love is Ivy. Ivy. Yeah. <laughs> Talk to us about, yes. My love is Ivy. Gosh. So okay. I think, yeah, I wrote that one. I think it was 2011. My love is Ivy, was it? Ah, well, somewhere around there anyway. And, uh, <laughs> and yeah, I wrote the poem. And then years, 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 years later, I can't remember how we how we got together on that one. You had written something. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because um yeah, what it was, was it, um yeah. I I released a an EP in two thousand and six mm-hmm. and there was a track on there called Dance. And um Sue's obviously it had a copy of, of, of the um EP. And there was a track on there called Dance. Yeah. <clears throat> So Sue um, had the poem written, and as Sue does, she'll put, a piece of, she'll put a piece of music on, of jazz, reggae, blues, whatever, and Sue will recite a piece of poem over it. Um, so on this occasion, it just happened to be one of my tracks. Yeah. And when Sue said, listen, I've got this piece, this um lyric this poem that would fit exactly with what you've written <laughs> i said okay send me the sample for you, let's hear it and boy when i yeah. when i heard it i thought yeah. okay yeah. this is this this was meant to be mm-hmm. you know and so we uh, remixed it mm-hmm. um with with sue's vocals and it worked it's, it's yeah. beautiful again i was playing that in the car today just mm-hmm thinking of um, ways I could, um, I would not say improve on it, but there's no way I could improve on it. I, I love it. I love the production on it and everything. And and um, again, we've had so much support from, you know, vocalists, Jackie yeah. Walker and, and, yeah. and Tony Beats, keyboards. Okay. His, his keyboard playing is just perfect. Mm-hmm. And 
you know, the production, Webley Records, I can't sing their praises often enough mm-hmm. because the one thing Sue and I um, and, and the percussion on there is we've had a lot of support from, from people who are working behind the scenes and up front as well. And although Sue and I are the face of Rhythm Chan, we, we didn't come here on our own and we really want to sort of, you know, give people credit where credit is due because, oh, you know, oh. this... This journey is never, you know, mm-hmm. no one is an island by themselves. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we always want to give that credit. So a big shout out to, you know, yeah. everyone who's helped us so far. Support us all the yeah. way. Really yeah. supporting us, yeah. yeah. So, hmm. Okay, love that. And um, with that said, we're going to play mm-hmm. My Love is Irie. Yeah. Okay. Love is Irie Here I go again Taking the journey of love again Dancing to the steps of joy again Grieving to the intimacy of two again in the name of love again. I recognize myself for who I am again. I feel safe to allow myself to be me again. I know strength when I see it within me again. Yeah, I'm ready to give, to receive, to be me in love again. Here, here I go again Taking, taking the journey of love again Dancing to the steps of joy again Grooving to the intimacy of two again All in the name of love again I know how to Love again. I know how to dream dreams of being in love again. Once again, I'll surrender to the overpowering feelings of fearlessness in love again. All because of you. I'm reminded of how to love myself again. Here, here I go again, aching journey of love again. Dancing to the steps of joy again. Grooving to the intimacy of two again.
Okay, that's my love is Irie. Nice, Sue Brown. And Anthony Williams. Thank you. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Beautiful. Uh, you know, it just, it's all, it's all love and, you know, there's something about love songs, isn't there? It's just uh, mm-hmm. awesome, just gets you in a nice feel, nice vibe. Oh, yes. You know, there's, um, I think um, it was two years ago, Imani, we performed that track. I think it was International Women's Day. Do you remember, Sue? At the, um, what's that jazz club called in, in Birmingham? Uh-huh. You remember? We, we performed it at, um, it wasn't Mango Lounge, it was the other jazz club. Okay. Oh, gosh, I can't remember. You anyway. can't remember. Anyway, uh-huh. the one that's it's underneath the arch. It's underneath the arch. Um, and I think oh yes, 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 yeah, yes. And um, we performed yes. this. I, we, we put the backing oh. track on, and I was playing guitar. And out of nowhere, this dancer, she was one of the performers. She just got up and started mm-hmm. dancing, wow. and people probably thought yeah. it was part of the performance. But I was so emotional. I thought, what's going on? It, it was beautiful. Yeah. It was, he was yeah. just doing was uh, a beautiful dance mm. and Sue was doing that poetry. And then she, afterwards, she came up and she said, look, I'm really sorry. I just had to dance. The music mm. was almost compelling her to, mm. to just move. And I thought, wow, yeah. that's the power of music, man. I mean, if, if it makes you want to dance or do yeah. whatever, then feel free because yeah. that's that what it should do so yeah. it was a beautiful moment it was it was, it, was. it was a beautiful moment it was yeah. sandra golden sandra was golden sandra, oh, right. Profe- yeah professional dancer african and contemporary mm. dance wow yeah. so the movement that she was doing and obviously there's no rehearsal or anything and she just came in and um yeah she just brought another dimension dimension yeah. to the um dimension to the to the piece it was it was it was a beautiful moment it was mm. it was yeah I, I don't think it'll be replicated again but mm. you know it's one of those moments that you, you'll never forget and every time i hear that track yeah. um i just remember that moment yeah. that it was, was like beautiful. an epiphany you know mm. so it was, yeah. yeah it was a great night actually <laughs> it was yeah. It was a wonderful yeah. night. Were you dancing, Marnie? I'm, I'm not sure I could was. hear the microphone. Oh, yeah, I knew it was going to be dancing. So lovely, you know, just that swaying and just being in, you know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it, it's it's beautiful. The words, the the, the music, the, the, the vocal, everything was just, it's just all in sync and, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it just transforms you to that special moment, you know. The great thing about about the work, I would say, is rhythm chant. Is that um, so? You, there's rhythm chant, so it's spoken word and music. But then you can have just the spoken word, and it will work by itself. And of course, you can have the music as well, because even on the album, Anthony will be do, you know playing his um, solo piece. He'll be you know performing his pieces as well, because he's a great um, guitarist musician. Yeah. So there is that space for him to do that too. And there may be a poem or so where it's just my vocal. And um, mm. and then there will be one where, you know, it's just the both of us, yeah. just guitar. And, you know, so it, there is a range. Levels, yeah. This is what I really like about rhythm chant, you know. 
um, yeah, mm. can come in, in, in any way. It stands strong in yeah, any I, way we present it. And, and I think um, when Sue and I first got together, and um, one of the things that I like is we're both able to express ourselves in our own fields mm. without treading on each other's toes mm. or I mean there is absolutely no egos here whatsoever mm. it, and it's a case of Sue will okay. you know say Anthony just just play something just play you know or, or and Sue will say this piece is just me or, and mm-hmm. and so Sue will just say it and it might mm-hmm. be a long piece or a short piece but that is how we work it's like we try to complement uh, yeah. you know each other and yeah. allow those to shine and and I think also each piece it's not like every piece has to have a guitar in it or has to have um, a, you know uh, a, a, a vocal or keyboard um, we give the, the, the space depending on the type of um, poem that is written yeah so um, so for example um, like I mentioned um, season of love when we first in fact, strip away all the production and, and whatever when I um, listened to the old um, cassettes of mm-hmm. how we, we first did it mm-hmm. it works perfectly it honestly it, it, it yeah. would just stand on its own yeah. so but yeah. we're trying to obviously experiment with bringing in different sounds and, and creating you know a more sort of acceptable kind of um, piece for, for the audience but like we said before each piece can literally be performed on its own. Mm-hmm. Guitar, vocals, done. Mm-hmm. And, and we're out there. Mm-hmm. So we're quite flexible and versatile in that respect. And I don't think we want to sell anyone anything that we can't replicate. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. we're, not, we're, not, we're not lip-syncing. Mm-hmm. I do actually play. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't always have to use... I don't have to use backing track. Although we have performed with backing yeah, track, but it's still yeah. us playing mm. and we're just complementing what, you know, we've already recorded. So, you know, we're the real deal, basically. Mm. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> yeah. Wow. yeah. Now, I, I love how you broke it all down there. And, you know, as you say, you can perform with just Sue's voice or just yeah. your you playing the guitar then you can use it together then you can bring in other you know the the other vocals and you know Mm -hmm. other sounds and so there's so many it it, you know sounds amazing and hearing about the lady Mm. dancing i can understand that you know yeah yeah she she was just um, moved in the moment yeah her name's sandra golden um sandra for, for for a while actually we have performed at a number of events and and uh, Sandra has said to me Sue whenever I hear your voice it just <laughs> it just it just inspires her encourages her to dance mm-hmm. and um, so we've done a number of um, we've taken part in a number of events and and Sandra would perform there and and stuff and and that that that's a that's a beautiful feeling as well you know when other artists of other art forms as well and saying well you know i'd like to to perform with you all or you know so that that that's beautiful as well you know mm-hmm. yeah that yeah. says something mm-hmm. awesome. sorry were you saying something there um, anthony or no i was just confirming what um sue was, yeah. was saying mm-hmm. you know really mm-hmm. 
but um, yeah, it's a beautiful moment, and I'm I'm sure there's there'll be other moments like that. Yeah. But it's one of those to savor, especially when that track comes on. Yeah. Um, without being prompted or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we've got um, one more track and a couple mm-hmm. more questions. But before we go there, yeah. Um, I just in case anyone's just tuned in, I'm speaking to Sue Brown and Anthony Williams, and you know mm-hmm. they are part. They were they're part of this amazing band called um, um, Chant Rhythm Chant. So yeah. we are talking to them, they're talking us through and we're listening to the beautiful music and we're in a nice vibe right now. So, um, but what I want you to do is just really um, let people know how they can get hold of you and how they can get hold of the music. The three tracks we've played so far on a new album to, to come out in the new year. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, Sue, Anthony, okay. can you explain? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Anthony, do you want to go with Okay. Yeah, so um, you can get obviously in touch with us on Facebook at Rhythm Chant for now. Um, but um, the album, not the album, sorry, the single Vibing Our Rhythm is now available or has been available since July on all your um, platforms for streaming or download. So um, just put in Vibing Our Rhythms rhythm chant and it should come up mm-hmm. is that okay yeah that's fantastic yeah. and so, uh, yeah. go ahead yeah were you saying something else or? uh so we, the album isn't out yet hopefully we will it will be out next year fingers crossed mm-hmm. in fact it should have been out this year yeah, <laughs> along with a couple of other things mm-hmm. um you know the book, the T-shirt, mm. you know, the yeah. tour, all and all the rest of it. But, yeah, yeah, but yeah, obviously we've had to sort of um, rechannel our energies on online, etc. Mm. But hopefully next year the album will be out. And like I said, if you keep in touch with us on um, Facebook, um, uh, Twitter, etc., yeah. Rhythm Chant, we're, we're on there. Just yeah. contact us, look mm-hmm. us up. Okay. And we'll keep you up to date. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Thank you. Is that all right? Thank um, you. So we want to talk to you now about Vibing Our Rhythms, which you just mentioned. Mm-hmm. And that track is actually out right now. That's right. So yeah. can you talk to us? How did that come about? Because, you know, it's love the title. And, um, yeah, tell us about it. Okay, right. so I'm gonna I'm gonna hand this one over to Sue, on, and Sue. I'm not no listen I'm not passing the book because I will I will speak about it. I I need to let Sue sort of set the scene first, right? Because this really exemplifies exactly how Sue will hear a piece of music and hijack it, and then. But anyway, go so you 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 tell you tell about it and so um so I wrote the poem at some point yeah like a number of poems they're written they're there I'm not doing anything with them but they're there and they're simmering in the background and um sometime later I was listening to um a bass player he's an he's an Israeli bass player called Adam Ben Ezra and he is absolutely phenomenal i mean he blew my mind so he plays the upright bass but he plays the bass while playing the double bass at the same time 
he beat the the body of the um of the double bass like a percussion so he plays on you know the chords the, the, on the, the strings of the, the, mm-hmm. the double bass but he beats the double bass itself like a percussion instrument as well and it, it is an amazing thing to see absolutely and this one track i saw it and my I was just blown away. But then I thought, oh my gosh, I know I have a poem that would work, would work with this bass line straight away. And I was like, but this is absolutely amazing. So um, a friend of mine came to see me again, a, a musician. Uh, he lives in London, Tony Washington. Tony Washington is one of the pioneers in reggae music from the 60s, uh, especially Lovers Rock. And with Millie Small, he got into Millie Small, my boy Pop, and um, Louisa Mark, lots of lovers rock singers as well. Anyway, he came to see me and he was asking, oh, you know, so Rhythm Chant, what are you doing? And I said, well, listen to this. And I introduced him, I sh- I, you know, played the track for him, this Ben Ezra track. And I said, I really, really like this. And I said, I have a point that I think would fit really nice with the bass. So he said, well, why don't you contact him and ask him if you could use it? And I said, well, I don't know. He said, well, you won't know unless you try. And then I, you know, I, I shared the track with Anthony. And Anthony was like, mm, okay. I'm not sure if he was quite feeling the same thing that I was feeling, but I could clearly hear it in my head. I knew that bass line would work with the track that I've got, the, the point that I had. Anyway, I got in, got in touch with the... Um, Adam Benezra's manager and sent him a couple of things to say this is what this is who we are rhythm chant sent him one of the tracks from Anthony's um, EP at that time and a poem that had been published recently in, in an anthology uh, one of my poems and it was a little while before he got back and then he said yeah you know this sounds really interesting send, send me some more information and I did and I told him what I wanted to do and he just said yeah okay we could not believe it. Absolutely couldn't believe it. I was just like, yeah, gosh, if that's all you have to do, just ask, as uh, Tony Washington said, just ask. You know, if they're, going to, if they're going to say no, they'll just say no. And if they say yeah, they say yeah. So, yeah, so that's how that track came along. So the bass line was, you know, was kind of there. And then everything you hear around it, the guitar and all the rest of it, you know, we kind of came up with that um, ourselves. Well, and Anthony mainly, but yeah. So that's basically mm-hmm. how that track came came into being. Yeah, but and then it wasn't. Them to, mm-hmm. Yeah, it wasn't an easy um, yeah. for me. Um, <laughs> boy, I don't make no, things easy. <laughs> you know what? I'll tell you what, Imani. I'll be honest with you. When Sue um, said you've got you've got you've got to listen to this track, she sent me through the. Um, youtube clip of it and i thought oh my goodness me this guy's phenomenal absolutely phenomenal player i loved it you know what i mean he was playing the percussion the melody the chords the bass everything on one instrument, one instrument and, yeah. and still expects me to divide these into several instruments i mean you know and i thought this isn't gonna work i thought she's, she's really lost it now <laughs> really, honestly come on so are you kidding me? And then she just said, I'm going to contact his manager. I said, you can't do that. I said, there's no way. I mean, come on. I mean, I feel so bad now. You know, I'm a man of faith. And there's me. <laughs> 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 you know what I mean? Yeah. 
you know, I'm not so bad now. But anyway, I thought, look, if Sue wants to do this, just let her go along with him. She'll probably get a nice letter and then it'll be good. Wow. <laughs> you know how it goes, yeah. yeah. But surprisingly, once they gave us the go-ahead, yeah, exactly. I thought, okay, I've got some practicing to do here. Um, so I kind of thought, right, okay, I need to grab the ball by the horns here and go for it. And um, yeah, I managed to, you know, I sent to a little um, snippet of what I was doing and, and she said, yeah, it's coming on, etc. Um, and then after a couple of more, I, I brought it to uh, Donovan um, Webley Records to produce and he, he said, oh, this track is, it's good. It's really good. And then we, we, we did a bit of production on it, sent it through, and Sue said, oh, there's something missing on here. Because at the time, I just put some percussion on it. And she said, um, do you know the drummer, Alvin, Alvin Jones? Which is Miles Davis's drummer. I said, yes, what are you getting at? And she said, could you get that style on it? So I googled Alvin Jones. I thought, you are kidding me. This guy's phenomenal. It's like... <laughs> anyway, again, went back to the drawing board. Managed to replicate a bit of Alvin Jones with the brushes and the jazz, you know, fills. Sent it back to Sue and she was happy. And that's more or less how that track... How that but track the production is. on it, again, you know... Again, we had to be very careful with Sue's vocals on it because it's one of those tracks where you could literally just take it to another level and not take note of what is being said, which is what I was trying to say earlier on about mm. being very, you know, meticulous about, you know, making sure that you don't overstep or override um, with the music, especially when the vocals are trying to come through. But Again, it works. Everything works on it, and um, the, you know, as I say, the rest is history, sort of thing. Mm. But it wasn't for me. It wasn't easy. Mm. It was a challenge, and I like the challenge. Um, it, it, I like being pushed. I, I, you know, I've always said I like playing or performing or working with musicians who are much better, better than me in terms of experience because it challenges you. It pushes you. Um, and I, you know, I should, you know, I hope, you know, if there's anyone out there that they're not sort of intimidated by other musicians or any artist or anyone for that matter, because you can all learn from each other. And I think that's that's what mm. it's all about. But this particular track was a challenge, and it, um, I appreciate, yeah, the challenge as always. Yeah. Wow, wow. Yeah. yeah, I'm really excited to hear it. I, I've actually looked up the. Um, the, the chat that you were talking talking about and I'm like oh my goodness but yeah I think that's amazing because it it's uh, it's about the, the creativity isn't it just trying different things and coming out with different blends and oh I'm really excited to be playing this next track so um, right. please can you um, announce and I will play let me just make sure mm -hmm. everything is set and I'm going to okay. drop it okay alright so this is Vibing Our Rhythms by Rhythm Chant. Vibing
journey. Who does? Who remembers? Who overstands? Just who he is. I listened. I observed. I liked what I observed. Connected, you see. I felt I was moved. I knew that he knew who I was and that together could make something beautiful work, something beautiful to behold. I looked, I saw, I knew I could stand next to him, to lead him, to support him, together stand firm, complementing each other without my identity in his stream of consciousness and presence, you see. I looked, I saw, I knew. He's amazing, beautiful, beautiful, strong, 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 strong. A man who would try to overstand my needs, my wants, my pain, my joy. My love, my fun, yeah. with his voice. Yeah, I look. He will sing with me to listen, to find the way for us to grow, for me, for him, together, guiding, guiding. Well, a couple of few years before, I actually heard the bass line of that track. And as soon as I heard it, I thought, my gosh, this is written written for the beat. Yeah, yeah. And that's the first time we've actually used someone else's, um, I don't know, what would we call it? Someone else's. Well, it's it's, it's their music. It's literally their music, you know. yeah, Yeah. Just the baseline. Everything else that we've ever done, it was our own. It's original. It's original. Mm. But with that particular piece, the baseline come, came from somewhere else. Yeah. There's a there's an actual um, story. It's not a story. It's something that's quite strange actually, because there was a period of time where Sue and I we didn't sort of see each other. We you know mm. had a massive break. 
Mm-hmm. And um, so Sue showed me that poem. And I'm not kidding you, Marnie. Yeah. Um, a couple of years whilst we, we weren't together, we're doing, we were off doing different things. I'd written a poem as well. Um, it was more of a sort of script for a short um, film. And the exact words, I mean, I, I don't know if you remember the, the word. Yes, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The exact words that I started off were the exact words that Sue had written. Um, I And I wrote it from the perspective of, of you know, male. I looked, or he looked, he looked. Yeah. And when Sue showed me her poem, I said, hang on, I, I've written that. So, so I printed it off. And when we put them together, it was like a glove and a hand. And remember, I've not seen Sue. We've not been in touch with each other, etc. And it was just like, you are, you are kidding me. How could you have written that? But literally, if you see the two poems, and Sue showed it to a friend of us, and said it's two, they're just mm. absolutely similar, like a, mm. a glove and a hand. Yeah. It's um, wow. So there, there's another poem in the making there. So I'm I looking so, forward yeah. to that one. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So yeah. still, still we'll be doing the music for that one, and I'll just uh, <laughs> and yeah, roll with her. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I know. I never told you, but I can play the triangle. You remember the triangle? I could, I could do hey, that. Hey, listen, yeah. do that. <laughs> go on. That's mine. Don't underestimate the rhythm of the triangle. <laughs> I know. That's it. That's as much as it. That's as far as it can go musically, anyway. <laughs> wow. You know, mm. what you've provided here for us with the two of you fusing together your talents is mm. amazing. And I just feel so calm Thank and just you. so peaceful and just so full, you know, um, you know, on a spiritual level. And, you know, that's the thing as well. You both are, mm. your spiritual energy comes mm-hmm. through there as well. Yeah. And how important is it? I always ask about it because it's yes. such, such an important part of, of you know, being a human being. Well, how important mm. is your spiritual, you know, um, your spiritual work on, on yourself um, mm-hmm. included in what you do in your in your work? Mm-hmm. I think, well, for myself, it is part yeah. of the expression, you know. So, um, I suppose in my writing, <clears throat> aspects of who I am, you know, come through um, what I am expressing. So the spirituality, mm-hmm. the connection with myself, my maker, my environment, mm. universe, it, yeah. it always seems to be part of whatever I'm writing. <coughs> so even if I'm commissioned or someone has asked me to write something and it may be a theme that I'm I, I'm not, you know, uh, something I wouldn't necessarily have written about, there is always an aspect of that spirituality, um, mm. that connection with what is in my work. And... and Listening to our interview, you know, tonight, I see how much of that spiritual connection is it's really strong within our work because yeah. um, things happen and, and sometimes it's, it's not, the word is not even coincidence, coincidence it's synchronicity. We think, you, you, you're in sync with what is mm. and even if you don't have yeah and even if you don't have the word that the, the energy is connecting us 
So as Anthony was saying, I wrote the poem, Vibing Our Rhythm, and he had written a poem very similar. We both started it at the same time. So there's synchronicity happening all the time, all around us. Mm. You know, and maybe that's partly why when I hear Anthony or if I hear a rhythm, it, it works because of that mm. connection it has been made. And, um, and you know, I don't write as often, nowhere as often as I would like to. Um, but when I do, I do, you know, um, because it, the authenticity of what I'm writing, the contents mm. of write, what I write is really really important to me so what i may there's sometimes i may write something today and i know it's ready tomorrow i know it, it's finished it's completed but then there are others i've written things and they're just there till one day i look at it and it, sometimes it just needs one word to change and then i know it's completed mm. because that's how i work you know mm. so the spirituality really it, it goes part and parcel with everything that we do yeah mm. Mm. And I think for me, the um, it encompasses everything in my life. Really, mm. I can't move away from that. It's mm. who I am. Mm. And even as an artist or as a person, you know, um, I try and make connections that are positive. Yeah. And we know there's enough negative vibes around. This. We, oh don't yes. we don't need to. We don't need to create them. You know. Uh, so um, I, I think for me, it, it encompasses like it, with music, with words, with reading, with meditation, with praying, with with just uh, just appreciating every second of the day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I, and I do keep a, a little journal and I write things down or a thought if I go for a walk. And a thought comes to me. If I've got my phone, I will put my thoughts down or a, a tune will come. I've written that many tunes during lockdown you know i've got about four albums you know that I've to, but it's just you know every day i'm inspired by something um and life inspires me and i know at, at the moment for everyone life just probably doesn't seem you know like it's going anywhere but within all of that i think we need to make a connection with one the people that are positive around us and secondly, with nature, with um, mm. with what what is still here, you know, you know, the sun is going to rise tomorrow. The moon is shining tonight. The stars, are too, you know, it's still connecting with you know the universe and with with our peers or families or whoever. Um, and it's so important um, for me, anyway. Yeah, exactly. And you're drawing on that, and it's funny you can hear voices. Like even yeah. your parents or mm-hmm. from someone who you've known, Definitely. like we had, we had lots of elders, you know, mm-hmm. back in the day who you remember little things that nuggets mm-hmm. that they say to you and yeah. some of the things are now coming to pass and mm-hmm. things that you're passing on to your children or grandchildren or whoever, you know, and you, you find yourself morphing into the people that you want to Exactly, you know, yeah. so... But it is important to Marley that uh, we stay connected um, and not lose sight of um, who we are and um, and try and share that as well. Um, it's important, which is what we do through music and we do, do through the arts and we do through other mediums as well. We share it and we, we infect people with the right um, inspiration is what I'd like to think we do. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Wow. So yeah. So I think because I, you know, music, you know, enlivens. It can. It can. It literally, like you say, infect it, affect the spirit, soul. Mm. And that's why it's so important to have the right music because you know you feel nice and you know you left all of us feeling so mm. calm and so full uh, on a spiritual, you. you know, Thank level. You. Mm-hmm. So you know, we've you've brought so much to us and. Um, I, I just want you to really just um, imagine with COVID that's gone on and I know it's affected, mm. you know, what you yeah. wanted to do this year, you know, with your album coming out this year. Yeah. But if people, if someone is sitting at home, they're feeling down, maybe they've lost loved ones during this difficult year or what have you, mm-hmm. what would you say? Or a young person who may be thinking, oh, you know, I'd love to do this, I'd love to do my music, I'd love to do my art, I'd love to do whatever their gift is. What would you say to motivate and to just, um, you know, as you were just saying there about, you know, your spiritual, you know, Mm. that empowers Mm -hmm. you. What would you say to anybody Mm -hmm. who's struggling Mm -hmm. at this time? Well, yeah, I mean, if I start with a thought, um, and this is something that I I heard back in July, um, and it kind of made sense to me, but it's also... Um, empowered me as well especially during this time of isolation um, and the, the, the thought is the saying is the thoughts you keep in a loop determine that the direction of your life I'll read that again mm-hmm. the thoughts you keep in a loop determine the direction of your life and sometimes we overthink a lot mm-hmm. of things and we can't do this and we can't break the cycle mm-hmm. but what I've found one of the things that I've found and especially in this time is to talk to someone yeah. and it's easy to confine your thoughts um, within your head um, and that's when it becomes a, you know you, you internalise so much things which you feel you can't do or you're going through a really bad time, or etc. I would say, please find someone to talk to to share what you're thinking of, your thoughts, etc. And if you, and again, artists, or if you feel you want to do something but you just don't know where to go, and it's it's ironic that we have so much to our disposal with the internet and etc. And yet, a lot of people still feel that they can't mm. connect. Mm-hmm. with people and mm-hmm. I think that's a kind of sad state of affairs really um, but there must be someone that knows of some direction that that person can take even just for some advice or you know just to say I'm thinking about this can you help me um, that's what I would say as a, as a start because you know at, at the end of the day that's what we have initially um, and I think it's important that people still, even though, yes, we have technology with us, you cannot replace the physical or, you know, or picking up the phone or, or, or just having that real human contact as opposed to you picking up a phone and you press one for this, um, you press two for that, you press three and you can't speak to anyone. And it's so sad that we live in that, that world where you just go through a set of numbers and all you want to do is just talk to someone um but you know that i think it's really important that um we have someone to talk to of course 
yes, that's a, you know, connection is very important. Yeah, we're not. Yeah, we we don't thrive, you know, by ourselves. Like you said, you know, we're not an island by ourselves. We do need to have that mm-hmm. we're connection. We're social beings. Yes, very social. You know, social beings, and we have a breath. That breath that comes out of our mouths, out of our mm. nostrils. It is that essence of life, and we need to express the sounds that comes from the breath the vibration with another being another live being and also you know with yourself sometimes we we live in the world as you're saying we live in a world where we just get caught up with all the technology and all the this that that that, that. and we don't even relate to ourselves we don't talk to ourselves mm-hmm. in a mm-hmm. meaningful way yeah a truthful way you know yeah so it's a combination of finding that balance mm-hmm. like you're saying anthony find someone yeah. to talk to there must be there how many people on the planet is it amazing how many people yeah. on the planet and then we yeah. just, then we have no one to talk to something is clearly wrong yeah. there okay? it's important so, yeah yeah so I if if there was if there was going to be a a protege for rhythm chant mm-hmm. because uh, you know um mm-hmm. and someone wanted to do what we're doing um I, I think working with Rhythm Chant as a musician and working with um, you, Sue, mm-hmm. the one thing that I've learned, and also working with producers as well, because mm-hmm. they listen a lot to what we do, I would say it, it has helped me to listen a lot more. Yeah. Um, it really has. Um, I think it was Quincy Jones, I was reading one of his, um, his biography. And one of the things that he said was, it's not what you play, it's what you don't play. Mm. Now, that might seem like a hard concept when mm. you're a musician, but if you're playing with several people or you, you, you're working with several people, what, um, when I was younger, um, the, the one thing I wanted to do was to play faster and play lots of chords. And yeah, I didn't listen. I just, as long as I was heard, then that, that was all that mattered. But as you get older and you wise up to things, you realise it's, you have to make the other person sound good and mm. sometimes the way you do that is by leaving gaps and spaces and so you know if i was to do this again i would listen a lot more and um listen to a lot of other musics as well so mm. you might have a, a genre of music that you like mm. that's good but listen to as many music mm. all around the world as well and educate yourself about different you know genres different cultures of music draw from you can learn from every aspect of of, um cultures around the world so i you know again expose yourself to that um is what i would do because you you know music is very influential and um, you can learn a lot so i would and also try and work with as many people as you can as well um because again, that opens doors, and that has happened to me as well. Is I haven't just shut myself off from just playing one style or you know associating with one group. I've literally made myself available, and that has opened so many doors. I mean, we haven't got time to go into it, it now, but there's so many things that have happened. You know, not just with rhythm chant, but in my personal life or in my other sort of life in terms of playing and working with other people it's opened so many doors and if you think back to when it, we first started had we not taken that first step sometimes we don't know if that journey would 
have panned out the way it has had I not, you know, given my, um, given myself the opportunity to work with a certain type of person or do a certain gig. So it's important to grab as much opportunity as you can. But yeah. Powerful, positive words there from you both. Um, so, you know, wow, I've really enjoyed, you know, your music, the wisdom, you know, the wonderful words um, of, you know, just encouraging people. Because I think, you know, encouraging and just letting people know that, you know, you've got something and, and just start where you are is, is so important, you know, because sometimes people think they have to, you know, do everything in, in one go and it's like a step by step. And um, thank you so, so much. Wow. You're welcome. Also yeah. thanking you as well, because Aww. you also, you know, you have a platform that you are sharing and you're providing people with that space to share to the wider community that they may yes, live in. Or definitely. You know what I'm saying? And it's worldwide. You know, last, last week, uh, yeah, I can't remember her name. She's Jamaican Amoy, lady. Jamaican. Yes. She lived in She lived in Canada. Yeah. And I was listening, and then you know, and you just listen to all these different people. So, what you are doing, also, Emani? Yeah, thank you. It's great work. It's great work. You know, it's very unselfish. It's beautiful, actually. Beautiful. Thank you. Mm, so, thank, thank you. you. Thank you so yeah. very much. And um, you know, look forward to you. I hope you are both going to come back on. You know, um, mm. when the new album's out, and we yeah. can talk again. And um, mm-hmm. I really, yeah, really, really enjoy it. and. You're both so talented and so humble and you work so well together. It's almost like you were, this was always meant to be. And I'm so yeah. glad, I'm so glad <laughs> that, um, that Anthony pursued you because he could have given up. <laughs> he could have said, oh, she's, yeah, it's so good that you, you were determined because yeah. we wouldn't, you know, yeah. wouldn't be here in this mm. wonderful sound Who knows? that you yeah. both bring. So, yeah. so thank well, thank you. you for that, Mr. Anthony. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> you see, Sue always says that nothing ever happens before it's time. Yes, so, that's a powerful um, statement. You know, <laughs> it is, yeah. 